Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, and today is day 1092 since we came back on the air. We received a letter from a listener yesterday that I want to read to you. Dear Mercury team, I've been wanting to write to you for a while now, and today I finally think I'm ready. I listen to your broadcast whenever I can, although I'm on the move a lot and I'm not always near enough. But I need to tell somebody, and, well, I knew I could trust you three to listen. So here goes. When the first outbreak happened, I fled with my roommate Kira. I don't have any family to speak of, but Kira did. She wanted to find out what happened to them, but they were across the country. We decided to try to get to them. Staying on the move seemed to be the best way to survive anyway, so why not move that way? So we struck out. If nothing else, it gave us purpose, something to keep us moving forward. We learned to find food and to fight zombies, but there was one basic need for me that sometimes proved hard to fill. See, I'm a musician. I sing, I play piano and ukulele, I write music. When we left our apartment, I had to leave my piano behind, but my ukulele and my notebook where I write my songs came with me. And, of course, my voice. So I did all right. As Kira and I passed through different towns, we learned where to look for supplies, but our supply runs differed from a lot of people's. After we hit the stores and empty homes for food, all right, I admit it, sometimes before, we tracked down the local music store and took every set of ukulele strings we could find. Once we found a store that had been so securely locked up before the outbreak that when we managed to get in through a high window, we found it virtually untouched. It was like finding the cave of Aladdin's lamp or something. They had a piano, an actual acoustic piano, with keys and strings and pedals. It was ridiculously out of tune, but I didn't care. I played and sang, and then I laid my head down on the lid and just cried. I was so happy. But then we heard the familiar growling outside that hounded us everywhere we went. My performance had attracted zombies, and they were bound to break the glass door eventually. Now that we'd attracted their notice, we gathered our things and climbed out the back window we'd come in through while they were still banging on the front door. We slipped away, but I felt like I was leaving part of me behind. We continued on for a long time, inching closer and closer to Kira's hometown, as settlements formed, we found safer places to stop. I was able to play and sing and write without being constantly afraid of drawing an unwelcome audience. And they were usually willing to let me sing for our supper. In one of the settlements, we heard your broadcast for the first time. After that, we asked about it everywhere we stopped. However, as we traveled, it got harder and harder to find strings for my ukulele. Music stores had been raided or destroyed, or the doors and windows smashed in so that heat and cold and moisture went unchecked, and the instruments and supplies inside deteriorated. And quicker than I would have thought possible, I got down to my last set of strings, 
with no way of knowing how long it would be until I found more. I began to avoid playing just to save them, although they still decayed from all the temperature changes they experienced. I knew they didn't have much longer before they would start to snap, one by one. I left the uke in the case, and though I found it harder to write songs without it, I still sang, when it was safe. After a while, we figured we knew what we were doing by now, right? We had rules we lived by, except that one night while we were camped out in what had been someone's tool shed, Kira broke one of the rules. We had been delighted to find such a sound structure. It even had a door with a lock. But sometime after we went to bed, she went outside alone. To this day, I can't understand it. She knew better. She probably just needed to use the bathroom or something, but she should have woken me up. Instead, she went out alone and never came back. She didn't take anything with her that I could tell except for the baseball bat we'd picked up along the way. We'd only seen lone stragglers for days, so she probably figured she could handle it on her own. Anyway, I found the bat not too far away. I never could find any trace of her. She was just gone. I was pretty lost for a while. I traveled more out of habit than anything else, but without the search for Kira's family driving me forward, I started just tracing a circuit through some of the areas we'd been to before. Then came the zombie horde Medusa. I stayed pretty well out of its way, but of course there were plenty of stragglers to watch out for. In some ways, it was like living the outbreak all over again but this time there was only me. After a while, settlements began to pop up again, but now that I could have stayed at one of them, I found that I didn't want to. It felt better to keep moving, and honestly, to not be expected to talk to people, or to be asked about the ukulele case on my back. See, I stopped singing. I just couldn't. And once I started avoiding settlements, I didn't even talk anymore. I couldn't write. I kept moving on autopilot. Sometimes I thought about getting out the uke and just playing, but then I'd remember that the strings were about to break. After a while, I decided I should just leave it behind somewhere. Why keep carrying it around? Maybe at the next settlement I came to. There was bound to be someone who would put it to better use than I could. At least a few times before the strings popped. I came to one new settlement in what used to be a small town, right along the edge of what had been Medusa's path. I was dangerously low on supplies, so I didn't have much choice but to stop. They were still building their defenses, but there was a high school gymnasium that had survived the horde reasonably well, so everyone was sleeping in there at night, about 30 people in all. They had a radio, and someone tuned into your broadcast. It was the first time I'd listened since Kira had disappeared. It was the first time in months that I'd felt anything akin to hope. After a few days, though, I started to get restless. I made up my mind to leave early the next morning, and to leave the ukulele behind with a note. But when morning came, it was raining hard. 
I'd have to wait for the weather to break. Everyone was stuck inside, and it didn't take long for someone to suggest that I play something to help pass the time. I started to explain about the strings breaking, but then a voice in my head that sounded a lot like Kira's said, Well, if you're leaving it behind anyway, you might as well play it one more time first. So I took it out of the case. It took a while to tune it up after all that time, and I was sure that every turn of the tuning pegs was going to be all the strings could take, but they held together. The calluses on my fingers were nearly gone and my muscles were out of practice, but I played. Slowly. With the rain pounding against the high windows of the gymnasium, I plucked the notes of whatever chords came into my head, with no particular song in mind. When I started singing just improvised vocalizations with no real lyrics, my own voice sounded strange to me. But after a little while, I stopped thinking about all of that. It hurt to make music again, I won't deny it. But it also felt like coming home. Then, one of the strings popped. I had to work around it, but I kept going. Another string went. Then another. The last string broke, and I finished my wordless song, a cappella. I suddenly realized that, that I had tears pouring down my face, and that I had come to understand something. I couldn't get back what I'd lost, but I could still make something new. I left the settlement, but took the stringless ukulele with me. Because, who knows, I may find strings somewhere. A lot of what has happened to me has been out of my control, but I can choose to continue to make music and to make connections with people and to survive. I can choose to have hope. Still making music. Cadence. P.S. The last settlement I stopped in traded me a song for a crystal radio. C. Cadence, if you're listening, I'm glad you found your voice again. And if your travels ever bring you past the studio, we'd love to meet you. Listeners, that's all I have for today. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew. Take care of each other. <laughs>